2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Tech talk underway on a lovely Saturday. And as you heard that weather a moment ago, it looks like uh, winter is going to return big time this week. And we'll keep you up to date on that, of course, with a winter storm potentially on the way into these parts. uh, Some of the models show we could get a lot of snow. We'll see how it plays out. Doug Swinehart joins us, it is Tech Talk, and if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to be a part of the program on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, and we invite you to send those texts or get in early on the phone lines because uh, we just flat out run out of time by the end of the program, and we do apologize for that, but we ran into it a week ago. Doug, I hope you're doing well.
2: Oh, I am, Stephen, and thank you very much for asking. Yeah. We got some good weather today, but it uh, looks like we're going to get some bad stuff coming up for sure.
1: Yeah, today, tomorrow look pretty good, uh, but uh, uh, we may be done with winter, but as I've said, winter is not done with us, so we'll, we'll certainly learn that. Uh, midweek in these parts. Hey, Doug, we brought it up. Uh, as a matter of fact, we got a text or two a week ago about VPNs, or virtual private networks. And we wanted to open the show on that topic today because it does come up a lot. People aren't sure what they are. People are concerned about their privacy, et cetera. Uh, let, let's do a little bit deeper dive right out of the gate about
2: VPNs. Well, VPN a virtual private network, which used to be when you worked at a business or a company and you had an offsite office, that would have been considered a wide area network. And a virtual private network kind of took over that term. Uh, today, we've got an awful lot of businesses selling virtual private networks to individuals. They will download and be an extension in your browser uh, and the, the, the paper ones, I, I really have had some difficulty with. Now, I I got one that's called OpenVPN, but it's not the OpenVPN from America. It's from Sweden. And mine is in a router that covers the entire house, and it also does what's called load balancing. So regardless what's happening, it's, it's there. That's probably the, the way people want to set up in their home. So if somebody comes over, as soon as they connect to their Internet, they're behind the virtual private network. This is not easy to do. It really isn't. And recently, we've had some laws passed giving Internet service providers complete reign over whatever they want to gather for data and whatever they want to do with it. It's kind of a step backwards from the last 20 years, but we got to live with that. If you're going to consider a paid VPN, and this is not a commercial by any means, but ExpressVPN is worldwide, and they're the most well-known, and they probably do the best job. Nord would be second, but there's some free ones out there. There's a free one called Proton VPN that's free, totally free. Another one that's called Privada VPN, and that's free. Atlas, Hide.me, and Hotspot Shield. All those free ones are really worth taking a look at. The ones that I get worried about are, there were several as I was doing my testing over the last several years. They ran great while my returned my money back Time was still in force. About three, four days after I was out of that, well, they just slowed down to nothing. I couldn't even hardly really get anything. Keep in mind, I've got a gigabit feed from Xfinity. I should never want for speed, never. So it's, uh, it's really a catch-22, and it's a difficult thing to master. But it's, uh, it's well worth it. I think that we need to do more of that. And what you'll find is if you got one that can be connected and operational, and bypass Netflix, you got a good one, and that's rare. Netflix wants to have, and rightfully so, they you know deal worldwide, and a lot of people want to hand out their accounts to their family and friends. Those days are over on the internet. All done, and people shouldn't think in those terms anyway. But if Netflix is changing their routines, sometimes two three times a week, and so it's a, and I wish we had one we could just section off Netflix because I would section that off. Um, But I uh, keep one particular port open, and it shouldn't be a port. It should be a straight website, in my opinion. This is a difficult business. Be cautious. I would hesitate to sign up for a year contract or a two-year contract unless you're absolutely convinced that they're exactly what they say they are. This is going to be a difficult, difficult thing for consumers. But it is, I think, well worthwhile. And every browser is coming out with one. Brave's got one for $100 a year. Mozilla Firefox got one. They're all going to have them. This is going to be a big, big business. And The big thing is, is a lot of these that say, well, we're a VPN, they're really not. They'll go through a reseller that's going through a reseller that's going through a reseller that's actually connected up through WireGuard. And so be cautious there, too, because when you have a support issue, you may be playing the telephone game and having to wait much longer and not getting the correct answers. Um, that's my take on Steve. I hope that helps.
1: Yeah, and uh, Doug, if, if people have a traditional Internet service provider and keep their machine up to date and are doing the right things on the Internet, uh, using multiple browsers, et cetera, that's generally pretty good. I mean, you know, the idea that, you know, all users need to get involved in a VPN, I, I, I just find that hard to believe.
2: Well, I agree. You know, and the scare tactics that are being used yep, to sell this, yep. it's just completely out of hand. Um, internet service providers today, CenturyLink, Xfinity, all the ones that I deal with here in our area, they are top shelf at protecting consumers. They can't protect them from opening up attachments and emails and stuff like that. But well, they sure. doing a good job yep. educating as well. It's, um, I, I agree with that. And if you do need some privacy from time to time, for goodness sake, download the Tor browser, T-O-R, free. That's a browser and that's publicly contributed to it. It's all open source, it'll never be uh, asked for money. Um, that's your best bet if you just wanna test it or test out one of the free ones. I'd say Proton, P R O T O N V P N, VPN would be a, your first choice as far as a free one. But remember now, this is, a, this is one machine one machine only and if you've got file sharing in your in your house which most people have that set up whether they know it or not and another machine gets infected or has ransomware or something like that and this really doesn't protect you from any of that as well this is more about your privacy but it should help uh that i like the whole house or the whole place or the whole building whatever entity you're working with if you got that then you got something but it took me probably i would say 6 months to actually get to a point to where i'm almost got it perfected but it's a changing thing it's never stops changing and and i like i say i hope that helps but don't be too quick to be chucking out money for a virtual private network uh, the the laws are not in place to protect us yet that's yeah, my bottom line
1: yeah and, and i just feel like I, I go through my work computer at work I have uh, computers here at home, but... You know, like I say, I, I guess I'm just not buying the hype that, oh, that tells know, me I need to spend the extra money on a VPN. I, I you know, may, maybe folks do in certain circumstances or mm. are, are concerned about their business. But, man, I, I, I feel like with CenturyLink and then uh, beyond that, the browsers I use and we keep our machines clean and we're careful about not clicking on attachments, etc. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I'm not too concerned. I would agree. And I got to
2: say this one last bottom line, in my opinion, most people who purchase a virtual private network service, they're doing absolutely nothing but paying someone to slow down their internet. It really is that simple. They're all going to slow you down somewhat. Sure. Your better ones will keep the speed up to maybe 80%, but some of them will take you right down to 10 to 15% of what you should be getting. And they're really not doing the job they say they're doing. It's uh. It's
1: a tough play. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so be be wary before you hand your money out. And as Doug said, uh, sign any long-term deals. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back. Our text line, very busy already. We got a lot of good ones to get into. And uh, we're, we're seeing a rash of emails with attachments, et cetera. Um, it kind of ebbs and flows, and uh, right now we're in kind of a tough stretch on that, so we'll get into that, and you can be a part of it on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651 461 651 If you call, you'll get Josh, and he'll put you through. Josh Wheeler is our producer, and the text line comes right into the studio as well. Tech Talk with Doug underway on a lovely Saturday here at News Talk. E3O WCCO. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday and we're here through 3 o'clock today. And of course we're on the air. Saturday is between 2 and 3 o'clock. Sports schedules permitting and the Twins get started in spring training next Saturday. So we'll have a Twins game at noon. No Tech Talk Next Saturday, but we'll certainly keep you up to date about our next show. And and who knows, Doug? Uh, may, maybe uh, we during uh, these these Twins games, we uh, maybe do a podcast and throw it out there. Maybe oh, that's it'll be a, a lot good idea. New content. So, oh,
2: that's a good idea, Steve. I like that.
1: Yeah, stay tuned. Keep an eye on the website wccradio.com, dot com, and maybe we'll uh, during the Twins season throw some uh, new content out there for you. Uh, To enjoy. Um, Let's get started on the text line. And we've got a bunch already lined up. And you can be a part of it. Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. It's a good one. After watching a movie on my laptop, streaming it, of course, it slows to a crawl. I have to restart that computer to get it going again. What's the cause?
2: That's probably something that has to do with um, the cache in the browsers. Uh, you can flush those. And this is another place where I think that uh, Pervasor really does a nice job. Is if you run that once or twice a week, you're not going to run into that problem. Most of this is being caused by temporary files and gunked up registry files and caching files. So Pervasor, uh, that would be your cure as far as I'm concerned. That's uh, that, Chances are that is the big one. It's either that or your service provider is really monitoring what you got going on. And I doubt that. I really do. Unless you're abusing the the, the data that you got to work with, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and Doug, if
1: you are streaming a lot of content, those temp files are a big deal. Whether you're running a Chromebook or a Mac or uh, some sort of Windows machine, it is a big deal to clean that up and keep those files clean, those, those uh, temp files, et cetera, the cache. It, it can all cause problems over time.
2: Oh, no doubt. And it's, um, it's less of a problem with, um, with a Chromebook or a Mac or a Linux system. Um, the way that Windows is set up, that, that's, it's, it's creating a lot of temporary files, and it's doing an awful lot of caching. And so that's, it's more of a problem on a Windows machine. But, yeah, the amount of memory that you have is even going to be affected by this. How your computer is configured is huge when it comes to something like internal caching and temp files. Um, I actually make my cache files smaller in my browsers. Some people disagree with that philosophy, but it works here for me. But I'm strictly almost totally Linux, except for my test machines and Windows, and it, it just works better. There's things that you can do to work around that. But I would say, first of all, I'd be checking that. The hard drive on that machine, making sure it's clean and doesn't need to be optimized. If if you haven't yet put a solid-state drive in there, that would be a recommendation as well. But this is going to be an issue moving forward because more people are getting into multimedia, and that takes a lot of data bits. It really does.
1: And Doug talked about pervasor P-R-I-V-A-Z. Er, That is a great Thanks. program to clean up your machine.
2: Indeed. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about that. It's just just a wonderful piece of work. It is, I just, I'm amazed at what he's done with this package. It's just, just great work. Um, Doug,
1: are there browser extensions I can add to my browser to help prevent visiting malicious websites by accident? Oh, sure. if, uh, I, if I add one to Firefox... Uh, will it interfere with Firefox's own built-in malware protection or protection and cause my computer to slow
2: down? Boy, that's a great question. I like that you give me that. You know, 15, 20 years ago, I have said, don't be using any extensions. All you're going to do is clutter up your browser. I've changed my philosophy. Browsers and extensions have come a long, long way. Now, that said, if I put an extension into Firefox, and I've got several in mine. I only use what Mozilla Firefox recommends. Now you know you're safe. And as far as like a like like protection on those, yes. Almost every browser is offering a virtual private network for example. Some good, some not so good. Even the Brave browser, which touts itself as the most secure browser on the planet, says, "Oh, here's a firewall and a, and a and a VPN you can add to the browser." And I have to question that. I'm not really sure but you must be cautious when you are reviewing the extensions and don't put in too many. I got like six or eight in my Firefox that relate strictly to YouTube. And I just love the way that's set up. The rest of my browsers, the only thing that I'm putting in is um, from um, Electronic Freedom Foundation and it's Privacy Badger. And that's the only browser I run in the rest of them. That's it. Uh, Keep them clean. Don't get too many. You don't need your browsers looking like Christmas trees or, the lights in new york you really don't and that's my opinion but um with extensions be cautious be very cautious you can cause more problems with extensions than well if you had a full-blown virus attack but i i appreciate people's concern with this sometimes they could do too much don't forget now when it comes to security software too much is just as bad as not enough it really is yeah, Find is, that balance.
1: Yeah, finding, finding a good balance and a good security out there. Speaking of security, and there, there's a lot of concern about it, obviously. I have a computer security question. Okay. What action should I take if I'm on my computer and all of a sudden I get a message that there's a problem with my computer and I should call their number immediately? I know not to engage in any way, but will just turning off my computer present a, po- or prevent a possible hack, or is another action I should take to protect my security?
2: Well, I highly doubt that there's anything going on. Most of those that we see today, that I have yet to run into one that actually is, has the ability to plant software on your computer coming in through a browser. Most of those are nothing more than a web page. That's it. And it's the web server that has the actual issue. And once you, But if you change browsers, just go to a different browser, and if it doesn't pop up immediately, restart your computer and go back to that domain name that you had and report it to either your Internet service provider or wherever they are hosting, which you'd have to use who is and that kind of stuff to track it. But your Internet service provider would want to hear about that. They will contact the right people and get that cleaned up. Most of them are bogus. Don't react. And never let anybody connect to your computer that you don't personally know and trust. These people would have to be welcome in your house and when you're not there, that kind of thing. Stay on track with this. This is uh, it's far too easy to get all wrapped up and emotional and go, oh, God, people are not all that trustworthy anymore today, which is sad, but it's true. Just be cautious.
1: Yeah, and Doug, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up. If something comes up you're not sure about... First thing you want to do is shut it down. Don't call any phone numbers. Don't click on any attachments. That is the biggest thing, I I think, is to be very leery of anyone saying, hey, you need to call us now. Um, Please click on this attachment. Be sure before you do it. You you really open Pandora's box when you click on attachments and you're not absolutely sure. Oh,
2: you couldn't have put it better. You just couldn't have put it better. We just don't want to be making activities that that, that are just right to be to to be. I bet you, I got ten emails today regard or this week regarding my Social Security and regarding the end of the year and taxes and and, and of course um, um, Medicare and and some of them they were just so obviously not had anything to do with any of them. And Grant, thankfully, they all went in my spam folder. But I looked through that from time to time, make sure something didn't get missed. But you, you, we really got to use some common sense here. There isn't anybody out there that's going to be doing this kind of stuff on your behalf without being presented with a problem on their end. It's just not going to happen.
1: All right, Doug, quick break. We'll update the weather. Looks like we could be seeing a storm in these parts in midweek. And then we'll get right back to it. A very busy Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line today, 651 461 9226 on this lovely Saturday. Uh, You're welcome to send a text. We've got a ton of those, and you're certainly welcome to call in as well. Here on News Talk, 830-WCCO.
2: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: It is Tech Talk on a Saturday. Josh Wheeler is our producer. Steve Thompson and Doug Swindhart as well. Very busy on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. 651 461 9226 And let's go to the phones. Lawrence here on the air. Hello. Hi guys. Thanks for the opportunity. One quick comment and one quick question. Uh, Doug, I'll send you an email on this because a couple of weeks ago you talked about Brother Computers, and I'll send you a good news story about their service that will perhaps help you even more.
2: And it ties into Medtronic, the uh, company. So here's All my right, question. Thank you. Uh, I, I finally convinced the girlfriend to get a new computer because her 13 year old computer actually belonged to her father, and she was too emotionally
1: tied in to get a good one or a new one. But. We're going to look at combining our Microsoft 365 account, which probably makes sense, uh, but the storage available in one cloud,
2: are we going to be sharing it or will each of us have a separate one? Uh, you can do it both ways. You're, you're gonna be wanting to use the family type setup for the 365. One of you will be the Godhead and that Godhead will be will determine about data, but you should be able to have Shared and private data, shared and private calendar and shared and private email. It's uh it's pretty good once you get working with it. I find it easier to do that same thing with Google, but I've been working with Google a lot of years and I'm certain I've got much more time in Google than I do Microsoft. Many people like the way this works as friends and family. I think that's probably the way for you to go. Absolutely.
1: All right, very good, Lawrence. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks, Lawrence. Um, let's go back to our text line here at News Talk, A 30 WCCO, the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. We got a lot of stuff going on there as well. Um, I have Windows 7. Doug said, uh, Doug, you said recently that we could still use Windows 7 safely on the internet if we log on using a guest account. Um, tell us more about using Windows 7 safely on the Internet. How would you go about it?
2: Well, everybody sets up their profiles or their accounts as an administrator, which is necessary if you're going to add software, reconfigure, and that kind of thing. But you could go in and you could create another user and make that a limited user. And then that's the one that you'd use most of the time when you're on the Internet. And you'd, when you set that up, you'd want to have it, all your software set up because anytime you add software – you got to right-click on the the program and then select Run as an Administrator and issue a password. So there's some extra steps involved. That is a wonderful solution. In addition to that, you can go underneath your network settings and open up your Ethernet card or your Wi-Fi or both if you've got them both. Click on Properties. Right-click on the icon, slide down, click on Properties, and uncheck Client for Microsoft file and print sharing, and you might even want to try shutting off QoS, quality of service, and then save it and make sure it all runs. That, too, will help because you're just not a free wheel and I'll take any kind of file on the Internet any longer. Those two things are probably the best things you could do on a Windows 7 machine to attempt it. Uh, You wouldn't want to do a whole lot with this. I would not be recommending anybody be doing secure transactions or banking or buying or selling anything this way but you could certainly have it set up for some younger children or family members or a guest account every machine should have some kind of a guest account it just it's very very helpful and in the long run will save you a ton of issues and i hope that helps
1: yeah uh, that that certainly is a good one but you know windows 7 is is at the age where the machines that are running windows 7 would be ideal candidates to move to a new operating system uh, like a linux Oh, no
2: doubt. Uh, yeah, and you could say if it was set up properly, you could do a dual boot and still maintain your 7 and add Linux and experience Linux. You will find that it's, if you work with Linux Mint, for example, it is so intuitive. The last three versions of Linux Mint, starting with 18, 19, 20, and 21, they're just gorgeous. Absolutely lovely and easy to master. Everything is right where it's supposed to be. And it just, just runs. It just goes like it's supposed to. Yeah, you couldn't have said that better, Steve. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and the the thing about that is, is then you can use Linux to go out on the Internet, etc. You still have your Windows 7 operating system if you want to use Word or Excel or any of those sorts of things that you're familiar with. But as your gateway to the Internet, Linux would be ideal.
2: Oh, no question. Absolutely no question. And we should also mention... I think every day we're getting closer to an Android system. I can't wait to see the, what they come out with for the desktop. It's going to actually should enhance all the Chromebooks out there as well. We'll have to wait and see, but there's a lot of rumors going around, and people are excited for its release. I just can't wait to see it.
1: Yeah, and it, it all gets back to one thing. You know, everything is so cloud-based now mm-hmm. that – it's just all going in that direction. Where really, the monitor and the keypad and a good solid internet connection is all you really need. You know, the, to to have a lot of stuff in a local computer makes me nervous because of the vulnerability of it. Theft, damage. Uh, you spill a diet coke on it. I mean, it it, there, there's just a lot of risk in that, and I know there is risk associated. Uh, about having everything out there in the cloud if you will but um I'd rather go that route than than losing a laptop that my entire life is you know tied
2: no doubt there was a time in our computer digital history where you know maybe you were correct in assuming that your data wasn't safe up in the clouds those days are long gone yeah, this whole entire business is predicated on their reputation the last thing they can have is somebody hacking into them. The last thing, I, and Google and Microsoft and Apple, HP, anybody that's sharing disk space, uh, sync, all your backup companies, they're doing a bang-up job of keeping your stuff protected. They really can. I don't think you can store your data at home near as safe as you can up in the clouds. And, that, and it's more than just opinion. That's just a fact. And I think you, you put it very well. That's a, that's a nice thing. And God forbid we ever have a fire. But if we had a fire at my house, I'd go down, log on to some strange computer at the library, and I'd be back in business in 15 minutes. Yep. And that's really part of the the, the, the the advantage of having everything cloud-based is you're not dependent on one particular device. You're not dependent upon, any, and if you make a mistake, you can go back to the all stuff and get it back again. It's, uh, it really is the way to go. And we're going to be going that way in the next 10 to 15 years, no matter what. It's, that's just a fact of life. Very rare can you look in a, like, you, you can act like you're looking in a crystal ball. But this is one area where I think you can. Just, everything is going to be web-based and so much simpler for the end user and safer for us all. That's my opinion. I agree with you 100%. Um,
1: Here's a good one. I haven't heard about this. Have you been hearing about problems with the Brave browser? This is from our Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh Texter said, what's causing the Brave browser to keep closing down?
2: Oh, that's strange. I haven't heard that one. Yep. I know that some people who are all about the uh, the Brave rewards, and they think they're going to be able to make a living with that. Well, you're, they're not going <laughs> to. But, uh, no, that's, that's unique. I did have a, a new installation on a computer last week where Brave refused to open. I couldn't figure that out either. I'm waiting for tech support from Brave to get back with me on that. But to just automatically shut down and actually see it come up, I, here again, I first thing I would do is run Pervasor if this is a Windows machine. You'll probably correct the, the problem. Or if you have to, uninstall it and reinstall it. But take it in steps. Start with Pervasor, then uninstall and reinstall. Make sure that you're up to snuff. Um, and good luck with that.
1: It is Tech Talk with Doug. Oh, by the way, uh, Doug's phone number and email coming up at the end of the program. Here's a good one. Uh, we, we haven't brought this up in a while and I would assume you still do this, but, uh, people are wondering if you still, uh, work on computers day in, day out.
2: Oh yeah. It's slowed down some. Yeah. You know, I'm semi-retired now, so I, I can't take in the work that I used to, but it's, um, it's, oh yeah, it's gone. Absolutely. I'm kind of selective about what I do and how I go about it. It's, um, you know, just got to get to that point where you get a little bit older and you got to slow down is just no way around it. Um, so it's, um. But, yeah, absolutely. If you've got some some challenge, I like stuff that's challenging, obviously, uh, something that somebody else can't fix or something. I still would never charge for diagnostics or anything like that. But, yeah, I I like to keep busy, absolutely.
1: All right, and we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. And we should remind you, uh, loyal Tech Talk fans, uh, we have our first twin spring training game next Saturday as uh, things crank up in the Grapefruit League and we got a lot of uh, spring training games on Saturdays coming up in March as well. So we'll keep you up to date on our next Tech Talk program here. But uh, Twins on the radio next Saturday. And we'll be right back. Much more here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. And we have been busy on the City's One plumbing and heating talk and text line today. Doug Swinhart. Twins on the radio next Saturday. Doug uh, Once again, been a great show today, and we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the show. Uh, Here's kind of a tough one. Speaking of uh, challenges, I had a new SSD installed on my 10-year-old Dell laptop, also updated with shared MS365 office. Now, when I'm in the middle of typing in any program, uh, the keyboard will lock up. I shut it down for a minute, turn it back on, and can resume typing. What could be going on?
2: Yeah, I can't say for sure without looking at it, but I can almost guarantee that they have got their computer configured to where every keystroke they make is being saved in OneDrive. And that's going to just suck up your Internet resources and your memory, and eventually your computer's just going to just stop until it catches up. It's not a good situation to have your system configured that way. But I do think that Microsoft kind of kind of pushes you towards that while you're setting it up, and you really gotta make sure you know how to control as much of that as you possibly can. I can almost guarantee that's the issue. If nothing else is going on with that computer, I would be digging into the configuration of how you got that set up.
1: Yeah, and is that a hard setup to dig into? Oh
2: and no, sort there's that all kinds of, Oh no, there's all kinds of information on the net. In yeah, a couple hours, they'll have it figured out. If that's if that doesn't do it, by the way, and before I even started that, I would make sure that they're not using the switch users on that same computer. If you switch users, that other user is taking up a good portion of your RAM and it's all staying active, log off and log back in. I would like to do away with that switch users business in every operating system. But that's, um, for some reason, we're going to hang on to that. I don't quite get it, but... Yeah, what what about uh,
1: Microsoft three sixty five? What are your thoughts on that program, Doug?
2: It's getting better. I, I know that there's a lot of people in business that when it first started, they hated it. It just wasn't behaving properly. I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's actually a hundred and ten percent stable like we would all like. But it's getting better. It really is getting better. I um, I would be concerned with that as well. I don't think that that's where you want to put. All your eggs—it's just not the right basket. But here again, I'm—I have to admit, Steve, I'm biased. I—I've—I've been a Google guy for many, many years. I—I I really am. I'm biased. I have to say it out loud, and I hope that helps.
1: Yeah. And uh, once upon a time, I worked for a company that that did, and it was okay, but it got clunky. Kind of the log in, log out. Mm-hmm. Am I logged in? W- w- what's exactly going on? And then kind of the seamless – it, it wasn't as seamless as I, and I had hoped. Now that I pretty much do everything on Google, uh, here at CCO Radio, uh, we use uh, the, the Google services. Sweet. Uh, yeah, and – my full-time job in the printing business, and then here at home. And it's made it a whole lot easier to manage things and the different logins and so on and so forth. And you can keep it separate. And I'm a big believer in keeping your work separate from your private. And my private Gmail account and all of those sorts of things are are still kept at arm's length and separate, but it's easy to go back and forth between the two.
2: Oh, no doubt. And you know, too, I, I... I'm going to try to be gentle with this, but Microsoft has kind of a reputation of taking better care of their large accounts. There's really no tactful way for me to say it. And I didn't say it. It's their reputation. And, you know, But will put at the same time. If they've got a $2 million a year account and a small business, a um, guy's got 10 employees. Well, to him, it's very important, but to Microsoft, well, it's just kind of small potatoes. And it's, um, it, it's, it's kind of the way that way with all businesses somewhat, but, Microsoft maybe a little bit more. I, I just I know that's their reputation as well. So and Google doesn't make those type of things. It's just all open source software and just go get it and work and make it happen. And especially now that they're charging for workspace, it's just slick. It does run better, by the way, for the three dollars a month the user I'm paying. And it's gonna to increase to six after their little trial period. But six dollars a month per user. If you were gonna do that in-house, it cost you twelve hundred dollars a year per user. I hope people realize what a value that is. It's time we pay for Google services as well. But again, that's personal opinion, but I agree with you 100%. There's no comparison between the two. And I I think a lot of it is uh just the attention that the uh that the upper tier administrators are paying to individual accounts.
1: All right, Doug, here's a good one. Uh, we'll probably close out the show. We've got about a minute or so. Okay. Getting notices from Apple that say I'm out of iCloud space. But looking at that email address or that uh, URL, it appears to be fake. Uh, how do I verify that um, I'm getting low on cloud space and how do I work it out where if I need more, I, I buy more and I'm not uh, promoting or, or contributing to bad actors?
2: Yeah, the best thing you can do is get, get a hold of Apple. Either give them a call or if you happen to live close to the Mall of America, take it right in the Apple store if it's portable. Uh, but take care of that with Apple. Apple's going to be real good about that. I don't think that that's probably a, 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 a hacker trying to get into your computer. But again, I'm glad that they're questioning that. Yeah, that's good. that's best practices right there, Steve. Really is. It, it is that's good.
1: It is absolutely best practices to really be leery of all of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, no don't. You know, if someone is saying, "Hey, you're low on space. You need to do this." Check it out. Take your time. Take a step back. Um, You know, go into your device. Check out your iCloud account. Log in. Look. Uh, You'll see on the dashboard whether or not you're tight on space. And you can always buy more that. That's happened with my private uh, Gmail account where, you know, I've started to store over the years. I've had that account for a long time now and uh, have it organized and I'm storing files and other things in there. And every now and then I clean it up, but uh, I, I have indeed purchased more space out there. But, Good for you. But, you know, you, you, you can't always go and check that out for sure. Hey, Doug, we got to run. Uh, we've got a Twins game next week. We hope to be back soon here on Tech Talk. And uh, who knows, we may roll out a podcast or two, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Twin Spring training gets started next Saturday. Doug, your phone number and email. Oh, thank you,
2: 651-552-9543, and of course, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at wccotech.com, w-c-c-o-t-e-c-h.com, 651-552-9543, and thank you, Steve, we'll see you soon. Yeah,
1: Doug, visit with you soon, uh, thanks as always for being on the program today, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date uh, on, on when we'll come back here with Tech Talk. Uh, here on News Talk, e WCCO, and the podcasts are available at the website, WCCORadio.com. Just, just search WCCO Tech Talk, and uh, you'll find those. And Josh will make sure it's available soon.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.